what pod are we on? What what pod are we on? Yeah, I do. I've done a lot. This is my third pod this yeah, week. Yes, so. welcome to Pardon My Take with Rachel and Josh. It's not, but okay. I don't know if that's a copyright infringement or not. <laughs> is it? Do <laughs> you think? Yes, 100%. Joshua, something very big this week has happened for you and for Jess, some are saying. Mm. The Certified Lover Boy album has mm. dropped. Have you had enough time to listen through? Have you done a full album listen? I haven't checked in with you on this. I've been I've been gone. I've been working. We've done the full album listen. Okay. Um, we're fans. Are you fans? Yeah. It's. I saw a comment somewhere that somebody said it sounds like an AI robot made a Drake album. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most Drake sounding Drake album that's ever existed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I like it. There's some there's some hits on there. So what are the hits? Because I feel like I haven't gotten to. I feel like what's been happening with the Billie Eilish album as well is like they're long songs and there are aspects mm-hmm. of songs that I'm like, if they play this on the radio, are they just going to play this half? Because some, some is long, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, I can't remember what the, the first track on the The Drake, first track. Yeah. Champagne um, Problems? Champagne Problems stands out to me. No, it's not Champagne Problems. That is a Taylor Swift. <laughs> champagne Poetry. Champagne Poetry. <laughs> yeah. That's way more Drake uh, than Champagne. Yeah. Oh, Champagne Problems could be a Drake song also. It also could be, but it is a Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. But it is nice because, you know, he's Champagne Poppy. Mm. And you know the second track is Poppy's Home. Yes. So there's Champagne Poppy. Oh. Babe. I didn't realize that. Babe, I'm I'm in it. <laughs> My only problem is when Drake calls himself a lesbian. I don't like that. I, it's not oh, that I don't that like it. When that song came on, I said, this is a little problematic. I don't but get it. You don't get why it's a problem? I don't get why he's calling himself a lesbian. Yeah, I don't either. It um, makes no sense in the song. It doesn't. I think it just kind of discredits women that love women mm. as a sexuality. But, you know, um, You think he's, men, he's so you know? straight he's a gay woman? That's his claim. Okay. You, know, you heard it here first. Process. Yeah, I don't think there was a thought process also. Mm. And I think, you know, we are where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a fan. Just yeah, blank is even a fan. Yeah, I'll give it an 8.1 out of 10. Okay. Is there, but you haven't hit like your favorite song. Like, no, no, I need to give it another The couple. Take Care album changed you and shaped you and you could probably recite it all. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We're I'm not at that level yet. No, God, no, not with Certified Lover Boy. Not yet. No. But it was much awaited for. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he put the the heart in his hair, so he's really been waiting <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, don't get that, but. So there's a lot that you don't get about Drake, but you stand we for him. We love Drake, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't get why he, um, there's, there's an aspect to Drake to where he, People think that he grooms girls. Oh, yeah. I don't like that either. I'm I've heard that. I'm not a that. fan of that. Yeah. Part so of Drake. Maybe let's not say... Maybe maybe jury's still out, mm-hmm. but as far as we know, fan of his music. Fan of his music. Huge fan of his music. Okay. But he might be grooming Millie Bobby Brown, so okay. yeah. we don't know. I have heard that. We don't love that. We don't like that. No, we hate that. You know, child stars. Disavow. Grooming child stars, you know? Yeah. When will the cycle break? But another thing, a thing that has brought me immense joy that I'm shocked you didn't jump on the pod to say right away mm. is I'm a sports fan now. I'm a sports fan. Yes, you are. Welcome to the world of F1. Oh, my God. Can we just talk about that? Yeah. 
Well, you say it. It's a fantastic sport. It's my top two, my second favorite sport ever to exist. Really? Yeah, after football, it's number two for sure, easily. The drama, the the passion from the fans, the circuits. <sighs> the circuits. Monaco. I want it. I want to live it. Charles I want to Leclerc. Beat it. Charles Charles Leclerc is proof that I am a true blue bisexual woman because Charles he's, can get it. And he's a white dude. And he's another white dude. Strikes again, but that what are you going to get in F1? Okay. Mm. Yeah. The, the racial. Just it stops scary. at like Lewis Hamilton and like. And the, the, the Japanese, Japanese driver. driver yeah. This year that we're not privy to yet. We're not privy to. Oh, and Alex Albin. Alexander. It's probably actually, yeah. There's a lot of. I feel like, yeah, I feel Spanish. like in racing, but it's like getting to F1 is a bit, a bit hard. But, oh, yeah. But for those of you that don't know and aren't privy and haven't listened to me talking about Formula One before, it's like, I can't even say it's like NASCAR, but there are cars involved. Mm. I wouldn't do it a disservice to call it NASCAR. No, it's not NASCAR. It's no. 100% not NASCAR. No, it's like rich people that drive Ferraris in their free time. Racing around a track. It's like in a dragon. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's like if NASCAR and like a charcuterie board and wine had a baby. Oh my God, what a visual. And I agree completely with that. And that baby hated its dad, who's NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> That's F1. That's F1, babe. And I just like. Well, it's a Netflix series. So if you're going to get me into any sport, make it a Netflix series, please. I could be a Browns fan if they made it a Netflix series. They, well, Hard Knocks. They were on Hard Knocks, HBO. I don't know what that is, but may, babe, honestly, it's your fault for not putting yeah. me on to that sooner. True. Get me on the TV. Building the Browns. Emmy Award winning, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Josh, so. you're not obsessed or anything. <laughs> but... um. These races, these Grand Prix, as they're known, um, are ha- happening every weekend right now. Yeah, I've been waking up at the basically the crack of dawn, not really, but to watch these, and I'm thrilled. And you feel this way every game day? Oh, for the Browns, that that feeling you have multiplied by I don't know, let's say 150. Is no, no way every, possible because I, I was God. jumping up and down. I was almost twerking. I was so excited. I was so close. You watch qualies and you watch the full race. I am into it and I love it and highly recommend to everyone and anyone. It's my new sport. I'm a sports girl. And for those wondering, I am for Team Ferrari. Mm. But who's in first? Max Verstappen right now. Ain't no stopping. Which we love to see it. Yeah, I mean, we'd just love to see someone new on top. Laura is a Lewis Hamilton stan. Bit problematic on the circuit, but... But we are where we are, And but as far as teams go, uh, I will be buying Ferrari merch. I would love that. I will. Ferrari merch, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Ferrari hat? I won't be wearing the hat, but I have been seeing some cute little like track suits situation. Okay, yeah. Like a velour tracksuit, but for a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Imagine how great my ass would look in one of those. I mean, it would look tops. <laughs> thank you. It thank you. It would look you. fantastic. But Josh, thank you for coming on the pod. I know he, we're going through some Monday scaries. It is mm. Labor Day, and you have work. 
yeah, we're not ready for this work week. No. Um, and we definitely have a case of the Monday scaries. Yes. What's that like though? Um, it's just heightened anxiety, um, becoming prepared, you know, not feeling like you're not prepared rather for your What do you have week. to prepare for? It's like you go there and you work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you go there and it happens. I it if you don't know what the Monday or Sunday scaries are, it's impossible to explain. You'd have to experience them. Like and I get I, like kind of like pre-wedding scaries mm, sometimes. Yeah. I think there's just like an over-encompassing word for that and it's just like general anxiety disorder. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unmedicated. Yep. Man in our midst. There's free basin anxiety over here. <laughs> Well, and here we are on the couch, hopefully anxiety-free. Yep. Nope, but we're here. Okay, but we're here, and you're happy? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm with you, so. Oh, you're sweet. Um, So today, Josh, we wanted to talk a little bit about, because um, hopefully, guys, I won't be known as, like, the divorced girl forever, right? Mm. So maybe we're reaching, we won't fully ever reach the end of my content, there but you know josh we've been talking about engagement rings we've been talking about weddings lately like i'll marry you maybe yeah you've said that insanity Mm -hmm. truly wild so i'm here to just try to milk my divorce with you while it's still relevant okay okay um are you ready i am ready are these questions or yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have the questions kind of like spark this conversation a little bit and then we're going to play um, those little best self card games at the end if we if we need more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Here's a good intro one. What is the scariest thing about dating someone who has gone through a divorce? Uh, probably the ex dropping off kitchen utensils at their house. That's the scariest thing? That's one of the scariest things. What is the fear there for you? Um... It's just such a strange move. <laughs> and if you're willing to do that strange of a move, I don't know what else you're willing to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we don't need your immersion blender back. And we and definitely don't need it dropped off at 11 o'clock at night. No. You're right. You know? Yeah. So just maybe, like, unpredictability. Unpredictability, of the, yeah. Of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but seriously... Um, probably, is it the scariest they said? Yeah. And you can go back to two years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, the scariest thing for me going into it probably had to be just that fear of like you committed, you, you did a wedding with somebody, you had a wedding, you got married, the fear that maybe because you don't have a wedding, you don't get married with somebody you don't have feelings for. Yeah, yeah. That maybe there's a chance that that something rekindles that relationship. Yeah, that is actually a question someone said uh, at the beginning. Did you ever think that Rach would work it out with Dave and leave you? Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, but I, I mean, you don't get divorced for no reason. So yeah, no, it was just kind of holding on to that. Like yeah, and it was. It, it, let's be honest. I mean, you kind of got shitty a little bit. Things got shitty? Yeah. Yeah. Things got shitty for a little bit there. Well, I mean, right um, at the beginning of our relationship and was, I was the just, shittiest. I was consoling you and saying, oh, but in the corner by myself, I was kind of doing a little fist pump like, yeah, keep fucking up. 
Dave. <laughs> Idiot. Every time he'd like piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. Things get ugly. And that was the thing. Like, I really didn't want things to get ugly. And I think even at the beginning of my and your relationship, part of me, it wasn't necessarily a hope, but part of me kind of thought that like Dave would still be in my life in a certain capacity. Mm. And it became very clear that that was not going to happen at all. No. And I think that. I think you both needed a clean break. Yeah. Yeah, I always think it's funny because certain people tell me like they see him around town or this and that. And I'm like, the simulation doesn't even want that storyline anymore for no. me. Like, the I have not. The multi, they are done. Whatever aliens yeah. are watching us and whatever artificial intelligence is, has created this world that we live in, yeah. they don't even want to see that storyline anymore. They don't care for us to run into each no. other. You lost funding for that show. I did <laughs> totally lost funding. It got it was too sad yeah. in the end, and it it didn't get picked up by the writers again. Oh. Um, but happy to be on a show with you. Truly, Welcome. yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is speaking of us. Speaking of our our chapter, our our new new sitcom. Um, this person wants to hear our first basement date in high school from your point of view. Oh, I don't think that's necessary. They don't. I don't think that's necessary. But do you remember? Of course I do, yeah. I think it is necessary. I want to I wanna know. Okay. 17, sure. 18-year-old Josh Pridemore. Yeah. Going uh, to a girl's house. Yeah. I, listen, <laughs> if I was texting you, I'm freaking Rico Suave. <laughs> if I'm next to you in person, I clam up like a nerd at Comic-Con. Yeah. Basically. That's accurate. Um, so yeah, I rolled up in like my Chevy Venture to Rachel's mom's house. Um, I think I might have ripped a bowl of some absolutely some type of substance that teenagers use. Yeah. Um, you know, we went inside. We watched a little bit of The Office. I think mm-hmm. on your very small couch, mm-hmm. um, and just thigh to thigh, got the blood flowing. Got the blood yeah. flowing in the thighs only. Oh, yeah. Thighs it was only? just my thigh, my right outside thigh touching your left outside thigh. <laughs> and that was too much for me. It was? Yes. Well, and he did not speak. Like, maybe a few words. And it was shocking. All, yeah, all yes and no's. Yeah. You weren't getting anything out of me. Nope. And then I think it was like we didn't really talk again. Mm-hmm. For like another year, and I think like my senior year, end of senior year, we tried talking again. I do remember leaving your house thinking I nailed it. <laughs> so. And in a way you did. You yeah. left an impression for sure. I was like, fucking nailed that. Why? Because you didn't like puke? <laughs> I don't or, know. <laughs> or I cry? Just, yeah, I don't know. Just like you survived it. I survived it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Man. The bar was low for me. For your expectations for yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But here we are now. Mm -hmm. We love that. Okay. Another question that was asked is advice on on how to help the stress and anger the one going through a divorce is dealing with. Like, how do you feel like... Mm. For someone else, if you were giving advice to your friend who is dating someone who is going through a divorce. 
Um, I think it depends on how uh, how soon the divorce happened. Mm-hmm. Like if like our situation, it was fresh, fresh, uh, which I would not recommend to anybody. No, because I think we have a special situation and a circumstance that not a lot of uh, divorcees would have. Yeah, yeah. And I think moving on right into a relationship can be unhealthy. So I think. Yeah. Because meaning like our unique situation was like I was separated and wasn't living with my ex for six months. Mm-hmm. But because of our business, like I postponed the paperwork process for that six months mm-hmm. until Josh and I like I started the paperwork process. Josh and I went on a date. So like it wasn't like we broke up, got in a fight, and two weeks later, you and I no. were on a date. It was like we were over and we're not dating yeah. <laughs> or married, you know, like li- living together. So, but then it was but even like, then it felt too soon. Because because the paperwork brought up all these yeah, emotions that yeah, weren't yeah. there before paperwork started. So I would say let the dust settle first and foremost. You're like get fully divorced probably. Yeah, let them get fully divorced. When I, so I remember bringing that up to you, right? But also be, not to cut you off, but be like, be there for that person if you genuinely care about them, mm-hmm. but you don't have to immediately jump into the deep yeah. end. What what I was saying is, um, I remember saying like, we don't have to do this right now. Like we can wait. Mm-hmm. Like this, if this is too much and you wanted to power through it, why is that? Because I love you. You loved me then, at that moment? Yeah, I, I've loved you since I saw you, you in those blue sweatpants in high school, yes. Oh my God, the sweatpants were doing it for you. They did it for me. And so it was just, you saw an ass in blue sweatpants and you were like, I want that. In love, yeah. Just in love? Yeah. And in then, love with an ass, an ass in blue sweatpants? Yeah. We were probably painting some type of canvas. Yes. This was before the board... Gave you concussion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out. What's his name? Timmy Shrewsbury. Timmy Shrewsbury. Damn. Kid who wore the belt buckles. Um, and for those of you that don't know my new Josh's story, we were in play production class together. Mm. Making sets for the theater program. Yep. Furnace Kaplan. And we were taking down a set one day and um, a two by four fell on my head. And I was taken to the emergency Rachel room. was that girl that everybody was looking at through the windows being wheeled into the <laughs> ambulance and josh was laughing yeah yeah so you really loved me mm-hmm. really concerned yeah sorry about that young love yeah um but was there anything you felt like you did in that moment or like advice you'd give about like helping manage other people's stress in that moment like um, what moment me getting divorced oh like, yeah at those times. um well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen with a divorce. There's so many complexities within divorce and so many variables. You know, there could be like a kid situation. There's financial situations. Mm-hmm. So it's so complex. Situations are completely different from one another. Yeah. Something I felt like you did a really good job of is like you never made it about you. Mm. Like you never made like me crying over like what was going on like a reflection on you. Like I feel like we were like from the start of our relationship, 
we've had really good communication, I yeah. think. And so there were times where you've said like, I, I want to make this about me or I feel like, like I'm feeling this way, but I know it's not about that. And you were able to kind of acknowledge that. But I think like, there's so many complexities that go on with the divorce, like beyond like heartbreak of a breakup. It's just complicated. And it's hard to, it's hard to explain to people that aren't going through it. And it's one of those things that like, I think you have to understand that you're not going to understand. And you said that many times. Yeah. And it's just leaning on, I mean, if, if we're speaking from the divorcees, you know, perspective, leaning on your family, maybe your friends you have, mm-hmm. not putting all of it on one person. Yeah, on your, like, new partner. Yeah. Your new, your new thing. Yeah. New thing. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's totally true. This is good. I feel like we can both answer this question. What is your advice for people who love someone who has experienced trauma? Hmm. Um, not every day is going to be, like, a great day. Mm-hmm because that trauma can come back up really at any point Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding that, you know, maybe the way they're feeling or acting might not be something that you did specifically. Right. And not getting upset with them over that. Yeah. And really, I think that's where communication comes into play. Yeah. And talking about it. You have come such a long way in your life. Do you ever think that? Do you ever say something you're like, I am wise. I I know. My life experience. I know I am. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, because obviously Josh dealt with my, like, divorce trauma. Like, would you say you have trauma? Oh, yeah. Are you part of the trauma trauma yeah. tribe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, a lot of it, I mean, one, we're lucky because, I mean, there are times where we've talked about communication, but I feel like we have always wholeheartedly wanted to communicate with each other. Yeah, and that's that has been a deep desire for both of us. Yeah, and that stems from um, seeing relationships or being in relationships with bad communication. Yes, and knowing that's not what I want or yeah. probably you want either. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like you and I have always had a very open line of trauma communication, even when it comes at strange times, like on our first date or second date in the middle After of after seeing theater. the Joker. Yeah, that, you know, no better time to get real like after mm, the Joker, yeah. you know? Okay, Josh, are you ready to get get into Enneagrams a bit for a sec? Sure. I'm okay. not great at them, but yes. Well, I think you could speak on, on your own. Okay. Okay. Um, as a six, how do you cope with silence from your partner? I'm assuming this comes from a fellow six. Mm-hmm silence yeah like if i were to give you the silent treatment yeah oh like if we got in a fight and i was like we're not talking oh i wouldn't do well with it at all no but does that ever happen yeah so i would not do well with it and i'd also um i would try i would talk so much that you would just get more mad Mm -hmm. so i would say though you are more of the retreater Mm. we don't argue we don't get into bad bad arguments too much uh uh-uh but no, you wouldn't do well. I would try that. to figure out what's wrong. Let yeah. me fix it. I need to fix it now mm-hmm. because I don't like whatever is happening. Especially if you feel like it's your fault. Yes. You, yeah. you have to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't give the silent treatment 
intentionally. The only time I feel like I'm silent in anger is if I like my brain stops processing what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like when my brain is like, you can't talk or if I'm getting triggered and I'm like being brought into a flashback mm-hmm. and PTSD takes over a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but overall, but that's the most dangerous point for me because you're loading up ammunition and you're coming up with but points not, and things to okay. say. It gets very dangerous. You don't like having a well-spoken girlfriend, do you? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's awesome, but it's hard. Yeah, it's awesome if you and I ever have to fight someone else yeah. together, or if you have to like send a plate of food back at a restaurant. Oh yeah, and like stand up for me in that sense. I will do that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You never would? No. Really? God, no. Your family owns restaurants. I know. You come from a family of diner owners. Yep. Support your local diner. You should. This is a question I'm very excited to hear you answer, okay? (sighs) Are you ready? Yeah. What is a red flag you see in other men in relationships? Ooh. This is a good one. (laughs) Oh. A red flag that I see um, in other guys in relationships. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want out the boys here. But you got out the fellas here. But you got to provide perspective um, for FB and Dubs commune. Yeah. A red flag. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't. Because when you say red flag, it's like Josh. This, let me set the scene for you, babe. Okay. We are on the couch, right, yeah. with one of my pals who's just gone on a date, okay? Mm-hmm. We're drinking wine. We're gabbing with the gals, and they bring up something, and you're, and it makes you go, ooh, girl. Mm. Something makes you go, ooh, girl, red Oh, flag. okay, yeah. Um. <clears throat> because you have the male inside perspective on what that red flag probably means. Uh, on a small scale... It's, you know, it, it might be surrounded around the phone if they're keeping their phone flipped over a lot or they're Ooh. always checking their phone on the first date. Mm-hmm. Um, larger scale, uh, how he treats, if you're at like a, a nice dinner, how he treats the staff. Oh, yeah. How he treats people, um, you know, who might be serving him. Mm-hmm. Um, how he's interacting with others that you know maybe aren't you maybe mm-hmm. he's trying to impress you yeah by being like the cool guy yeah uh probably that sort of thing yeah and okay further than that in relationships in, a, in a, like a long-term relationship yeah like behaviors that you might see um or women we don't have to yeah. specifically gender it yeah so i think um not resolving fights and Ooh. just breezing over them. Babe, that's a really good one. Yeah. So um, maybe you have an argument with your significant other and then, you know, you guys aren't talking to each other for 45 minutes an hour. And the next thing you guys talk about is where you want to have dinner that night. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Because you're both just kind of accepting the fact that the fight happened. We're not resolving it. And we're yeah. moving forward. And we're building it up. For and the we're next building fight. it up for the next fight. And then, you know, four, five, six fights down the line, mm-hmm. it could be the one that, you know, something serious might happen. Or yeah. you both are just like, you know, fuck this. Yeah. I'm I mean, I think this. like really it's the cycle of like 
continually hurting each other, which is like truly just like continuously traumatizing each other. Yeah. That and just accepting it and yeah. moving on. Right. Hard. So, no bueno. No, absolutely no buenos to be had no. there. I think one for me and one that you and I talked about um right at the beginning because Josh comes from a, like a long line of dysfunctional relationships. Is that fair to be said? Uh, yeah, I've seen yeah. my fair share. I've seen your fair share of yeah. dysfunction, right? Um, and I think with that came like the normalizing of swearing at one another. Right, yeah. In More that, specific derogatory. Derogatory, like, like calling someone a bitch. Yeah, or shut your cocksucker. Shut your cocksucker? Yeah, I, that's one that sticks out to me from my childhood, but... What is a cocksucker specifically? Your mouth. Oh my god! Yes. My dad said that to my ex stepmom. A lot. On more than one occasion, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've always pictured like a cocksucker being a person. You know, like you call mm. someone like like a son of a bitch yeah. or a cocksucker. <laughs> it's like I've their never, whole being. I've never like imagined like a cocksucker being a mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's innovative, but but that was something like I, just I, use just say shut your pie hole. Yeah, or just please stop speaking to me in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things like I set a lot of ground rules from the jump because um, you were telling me about like your past relationships mm-hmm. and like. How things would get thrown. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I can remember plates going. I can remember broken plates, spaghetti on the wall. This was a very specific instance one night in the Wyndham Projects mm-hmm. that I remember. Mm-hmm. The same night that my dad said that to my stepmom. <laughs> it's ingrained she, in your brain forever. It was a bad one. She was like, choking him out from behind okay it was a lot so josh we laugh but that is very traumatizing yeah. sorry you went through that to touch on the trauma we talked about earlier yeah. that's a little bit of it we're a little traumatized but even in your past relationship like with your ex because you were in a long-term relationship before me mm. you had mentioned that you and her would like f- yell and call each other names oh yeah 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 and i when you were telling me that i'm like that is absolutely off limits because to me like the foundation of a relationship has to be built on honesty but also respect and i think like if you can't respect each other in an argument you don't truly respect each other at all Mm -hmm. like if you don't respect each other when shit is going wrong and like, what is mm, even happening? Very insightful. Thank you. I Where'd have you read moments. that? The Art of War by Sun Tzu? Yes, actually. One of probably one of my favorite reads at bedtime. <laughs> 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 um, so I think those are really big red flags for me for relationships in general. When people can fight and like swear at each other yeah i would say physical abuse yeah a big red flag when Josh and I started dating i was like what are your deal breakers and i've got like a list of probably 25 things oh, right yeah, of yeah. like you know for very minute things to like big things and josh was like don't cheat on me and please don't hit me <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that's the uh-huh. list. That's like, like just I think like 
baseline yeah. normalcy in a relationship. You would think, but... Yeah, you would hope. I think my thing was like, it was really sad to me that those were your experiences with relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you had, that's fine, you had little to no expectation for a relationship. No. Do you feel like you have more expectations for our relationship now than you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> every day. I really am. I mean, not every day, but there's, you know, specific instances and things that I pick up here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the we had a little bit of an argument this past week, I think. Oh, do we have a stupid fight of the week? I don't know if it was stupid. I honestly can't remember what it was about. Um, oh, okay, that doesn't make me feel very good. But... You said we don't, um, oh gosh, what did you say? You said we don't, something about a problem. We don't fight problems. I'm just waiting for you to get there, man. No, nope. we're going to cut this part until I figure it out. Nope. What? This is this is um, compliments of Jerry and Shane. Jerry Steinmetz, ladies and tangents, anyone. But Jerry has said this um, to me before. Um, to see a problem as like, you guys mm. at versus the problem, not you versus each other. Right. And right. that really like was one of those things I'm like, oh yeah. But I was like, that's actually really um important and like an amazing piece of advice in general. Like even if I have a problem with Josh or with his behavior, it's always me and him versus that behavior, not me versus him. Because I know... And because that, the problem resides within me. Yeah. Or the problem I have resides within you. Right. It's not me versus you. Right. And I know even like with that, with the problem in general, it's like I will help you with that aspect mm-hmm. if, you know, I'm not going to do it for you. No. But I will support you as you work through whatever mm-hmm. you need to work through. Mm. Very enlightening. Very enlightening. You liked that one? Uh, yeah, when I can remember what it is, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should write things down. Yeah, I need yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Also, maybe remember what we thought about. Mm, pass. <laughs> Trauma. That's one of my... Trauma, <laughs> immediately forget. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, never remember The brain's a wonderful thing. Is it? Yeah, it, um, it figured that the way to do that out early on. Just any hard just, thing? Let's just... just throw that one out. Oh, my God. By throwing it out, I mean lock it away. And Josh is looking for a therapist. Um, please send your recommendations uh, if you have one. Yes, please. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Better help. Sponsor the pod, please. Are you Are you Instagramming? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I'm just I'm just curious. Are you bragging about your spotlight? Yeah, if I'm going to have anxiety about doing a podcast, I'm going to post about it. Thank God. Yeah. Instagram get, versus reality. Get and, one thing out of it. Yeah. Were you up front in your Instagram post about like your deep-seated anxiety over this? Oh, no. I'm the coolest cucumber on the planet on the internet. Yeah. He, honestly, he could run a sex phone line and you'd be great at it. Some would say I have. Some would say you have? No. No? No. I wonder like, if it was text sexting, otherwise known as sexting Mm -hmm. you could pretty you could really do well Mm, yeah like 14 15 year old me would have made bank 14 just sweet talking the ladies at the age of 14 ladies or men come one come all i'm trying to make a buck here 
<laughs> we don't discriminate here. No. Do we have bisexual king in our midst? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> it's texting. I yeah. I mean, I follow the Adam DeMamp rule of gigoloing. Which is? Which is, he, he pooped in a pizza box for like a 45-year-old dude who paid him to. Is that a real story? Yeah. Or was that Shout a workaholics? out workaholics, yeah. Is that just workaholics? It's just, just workaholics. Oh, yeah. it wasn't like a real story no. from his life. No. <laughs> we just spread Adam Demamp rumors no. all over the internet. Okay. I have a couple of questions that we'll come back to at the end. But we are going to get into our questions from our what is it called? Best self? Best our, self. Our deck? question game. Our question game. Which we we brought on our trip to California. Actually, this isn't add. that. These are oh, different questions. Okay. Still the same kind of thing. Same concept. We did. And highly would recommend that. Mm. We these like card decks are super fun. We like I bought them because we were going to California and we were gonna be like, you know, I wasn't like we we're gonna be watching TV. Yeah. So I was Just like, like camping. Yeah, by the fire, having a couple of beers, asking some Q's, mm-hmm. getting some A's. And that's what we're gonna do here. I would not recommend uh, dabbling in California marijuana. California kush. California kush if you're not like of a grizzled toker. Yeah, you didn't do well. No. But he did drop like $150 at the dispensary only to leave approximately $100 worth of product Just in my to say cousin's I did. apartment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were loving it, kid in a candy store. It was cool. Yeah, it was like of the future yes. in there. It was awesome. <laughs> they got it going on over there. I, I can't I can't do the cannabis. So, okay. Let me see. I'll start. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how messy are you to live with? Emotionally or physically? Oh, we can go both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure okay. it'd be right around the same number. Emotionally... I would say I'm at a strong one to two until we get to a full on 12. Yeah. So I feel like I am very low maintenance emotionally Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then it's a full on breakdown, panic attack, rubbing my back and yes. Yeah. And and taking care of tears. Yeah. 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 But on the day to day, I think pretty good right yeah yeah i would say 100%, yeah you don't yeah. need to do a whole lot of emotional no caring uh-uh. no um physically jess has talked about this um i've talked about this i you got a lot going on you got a lot going on and i don't care to clean but then i start shutting down because things aren't clean but and, and I'm a six, so I need somebody to help me clean. Yes, it's very, so it's, it's a really bad, terribly vicious yeah. cycle. Because he doesn't want to do like laundry until we can do it together. He doesn't want to clean the, until we can do it together. And I'm like, I'm never going to make that a priority. But I will have a panic attack yeah. after we live in a certain amount of a state for too long. Yeah, and then ADHD clean it. Yep, then ADHD clean it. So, what? How would you rate yourself? Um. I think around the same. Yeah. Yeah. We're compatible. Yeah. I would say definitely. We are mess compatible. Yes. I went the opposite. You know, I, I was, I was married to someone with OCD and, um, 
with very extreme cleaning habits and I, I hated it. So I'm, I'm happy to be where we are. Yeah. Even if that means we can't see our floor for a few weeks. Fine. Who needs month. a floor? Who needs a floor? I appreciate the obstacle. Yeah. I, I think it strengthens, strengthens our ankles in yeah. the end. Truly. It which does. we need. Yeah. We got to, tri- you got to trip. And Herschel ankle. loves it. Herschel does love it. And what wouldn't you do for our cat? Oh, I'd do everything. I'd die for him. Me too, probably. Cool. Okay. This is something exciting for you to answer. What is your favorite way to receive affection? Mm, my favorite way to receive affection? Uh-huh. Oh, that's tough. Um... It can be boning if it's boning. Hey, I mean, that's up there for sure. <laughs> um, I do love a good bone. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, probably. Is this like love language? Sure. Love language. Probably. I would say gifts. Okay. I like receiving gifts. Okay. I like receiving and giving them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way you show affection is through touch, if I'm oh. not mistaken. Yeah. Right. With you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Which I love. Good. But sometimes it can be. Like when? Not Every enough, I was, is what I was going to say. Oh, not, not enough. An- oh, thank God. Yeah. I'll up it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll up take, the Turn it up a notch. I will. <laughs> Perfect. In the morning. Every morning. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't give you many gifts, do I? No. Oh. But that's okay. You, you give me the gift of joy. Okay, but would you like more gifts? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everybody would on the on planet Earth. Everybody but loves gifts. I'm funny gifts. because it's like I gifts are might might be my like last. I think also maybe humor. The gift of humor is is a gift in itself. It honestly is. I do cuz I love laughing. Yeah. Um giving and receiving. I'm <laughs> I'm bisexual when it comes to comedy. <laughs> so <laughs> It's true. And I got so mad the other day because we were like at Garrett's uh, rehearsal dinner. Yes. Like, I would say I make you laugh every day. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. day, multiple times a day. Yeah. But nothing cut me deeper. Nothing has cut me deep this deep in a while. I'll be honest. Probably since my divorce. Yeah. So when I'm, <laughs> you're standing in a group of guys. And something very not even that funny happens, and you full belly laughed. You full <laughs> open mouth, step back, yeah. buckled over, laughed. That's that's what the boys that's will get me going. The boys will get me going. White guy comedy, and I'm over here. You're doing white you're jumping, collar comedy, jumping through hoops. feminist comedy, yeah, broad city level comedy, and yeah. you. You give me a chuckle, and yeah. that gets me by until I knew I know what you can do. Yeah, I exposed myself, and I looked at you, and I was like, "You were shocked. You didn't know that level of laughter came out of this body." I knew it did, but I thought I really had to work for it. But apparently, mm. Garrett gets it for a buck. Yeah, it's it was probably like a a dick and fart joke. I'm sure. I think it was just them roasting someone else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a good roasting. Yeah, those are always funny. And it got you, and I got so mad. Yeah. You pulled me away at when we got in the car. That was the first thing you said. It was. And it still, like, strikes me. Yeah. 
But I have this theory that like about the sexism that exists in comedy because women on the whole, like if we roast someone, it's seen as being bitchy. And I've always hated that because like that was like that was a point of contention actually with mine and Dave's relationship is because he would talk about how banter is so funny and, and girls just can't banter. They just don't banter. I was like, no, you just think we're being a bitch. Like I can make fun of your friend for not having a job and it's right, but mm-hmm. you take it, you think it's bitchy, but if you said it, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't enjoy that. Thanks for shedding a light on it. I'm here to shed the light on sexism and, and comedy. Um, Here's a light one. Which, or what was your favorite date we've ever had? And what made it your favorite? My favorite date we've ever had. <laughs> really hard because one full, I mean, more than one year, a, a year and a half of our relationship has been in COVID. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess this isn't really a date, but. When we were in California and we had like the wine and cheese and crackers on the beach. On the beach, that one? Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. The sun was coming down. Yeah. It's your profile pic. Yeah. It was, that was such a good time. Yeah. Just alone on a beach. Wonderful. Wonderful. Then we went to Napa. Yeah. In that hot room. Oh. That got you sick. My God. Okay. Let's set the scene real quick. Um, wonderful, wonderful vineyard. Wonderful vineyard, little inn in a vineyard. Way too expensive. Holy shit! Yeah. But I was like, when in Cali, right? Um. Also, of course, it's like raining the one day we're in Napa. But we had just been like car, like van camping, and so I'm like, okay, last night we'll we'll stay in Napa, and. We go to like like Uber to a couple different spots mm. and oh uh, wonderful spots wonderful spots get a bottle of wine bring it back and it's like cold so we like crank up the like the when fire you're a, yeah when you're in like a hotel or and any it has a type fireplace. of setting you're utilizing all of the electricity the electronics the <laughs> AC you want to use every every little bit and yeah especially just, when you pay five hundred dollars a night yeah yeah so so I cranked up the heat. And turn on the air con- or the, uh, the fireplace. Fireplace, and, and then, then we we put on put the tub on. Rachel took a hot hot bath, and then yeah, we put a soaking tub. Which I'm never, I'm not, I'm never a big fan. Like I don't really like hot tubs. I don't understand like slowly boiling yourself alive. Mm. It's not something that I enjoy or love too much. But we set we get in this thing also we had just eaten and i think it didn't i eat like i ate we went too to much. two places yeah we ate at two places yeah and yeah. we were full of wine full of wine yeah and i think what i don't remember did we had we already have had sex and i get in the tub or no. it's like we're supposed to like oh, this is like a bit of foreplay situation i think it was it was supposed to be like no, it was tub first, then. Then we were like, yeah. Yeah, this because was I was of, in the tub for a while while you were recovering. Yeah, because it was like some four, like, like just right. trying to like really set the mood. But I get in the tub and I immediately get way too hot. 
and it's like wine hot meets nuclear tub hot. And you didn't know that I set the temperature to 85. And then I get out and I'm like trying to lay on this bed and I'm like sweating my ass off. I'm not feeling well. I'm like, I'm in no mood. And I literally almost got sick until you came out and you were like, I have the fire. It's like, it's 90 degrees in here. It's like, why is this so hot? Oh, (laughs) I have the fireplace on. Oh, Josh is using all the electricity and he's he's trying to. (laughs) Trying to get one over on these guys. Yeah. (laughs) Midwestern at heart, truly. Okay. What makes me different from other people you've been with? Hmm. Um, aside from that ass. Oh. Um, <laughs> probably just the, uh, the ability to, and your understanding around your feelings and my feelings as well. Mm. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah. Like, I like I know you have feelings. Yeah, that oh, and yeah. and being able to see them as what they are, um, and not take them for like what emotion might be conveyed at that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, specific moment. Yeah, you yeah. know. Okay, you're pissed, but why? Yeah. All right, you're anxious or you're down. Mm-hmm. And you're not talking to me. Why? Mm-hmm. What's going on? So probably that. So being understanding. Yes, being understanding. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um Okay. Which which love song best or regular song best describes our relationship to you? A regular song? Any any type of song. It could be a love song, like what song The Best do you Part hear? by Her mm. is our yeah, song that's for a me. Jam. It's a good song. Makes me want to sing it. But <laughs> give I us won't. a little give us a note. You don't know, babe. Yes. When mm. you hold me. That one. And kiss me slowly. It's the sweetest thing. It's a good one. It's a very good song. We'll dance to it at our wedding one day. You're the coffee that I need in the so good. Okay. This is this is a great one. What do you believe in despite having no proof of it? Oh, so many things. <laughs> Um, where do you want me to start? I mean, we can start from inside the earth and work our way out. Yes, please. Let's start from middle earth, middle earth. What about it? We'll start there. There's a full environment inside earth. And you got that information from King Kong. King Kong. Okay. Lord of the Rings, maybe even, um, middle earth, Lord of the Rings. Middle earth is not in the core of the earth and, but still same difference. Um. Okay. Yeah. So Middle Earth. So you believe in that? Yeah, and I think that you know there's what cave there? system. Oh, it's a it's a utopia paradise. Okay, with and the lizard people live there. I don't think so. I think it's more of just like a untapped nature. Why environment? I, wait, what was the question again? What do you believe in, despite having no proof? Of oh, it? I have no proof. Exactly. I, I, oh, <laughs> why are you asking me why? Okay, I have no exactly. idea. I mean, I didn't know if you watch some sort of like Twitter thread. Or, no, or... Uh-uh. I have no zero proof of this. Okay, keep going. So we're in Earth. Um, on Earth? On Earth. Um, lizard people. Mm. Um, I think that certain aliens might come down and disguise themselves as like the cream of the crop, best like athletes, most famous people, just to live, just to have that thrill. Mm. of being that person mm-hmm. 
um, really for no other reason than to be like the best of the best at something like LeBron, Alien, Cristiano Ronaldo, Alien, um, like Beyonce, probably an alien. So maybe everyone that would be in the Illuminati is an alien. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I use alien loosely, like not little green men. Just No, like, no, no. Just the extraterrestrial. Like they, this is just like a little side quest for them. Mm-mm. Like they want to come have, like live a quick life and have okay. some fun on Earth. You know. Earth is not that fun from my Well, if you're LeBron, I'm sure it's awesome. You know, maybe Drake is an alien. Okay. Probably. Maybe. Rihanna, not. No, she's for she's real. She's real yeah. as hell. And you. And I hear she smells wonderful. Okay. Um, moving outside of space, or no, we'll stay on Into Earth. Space. We'll stay oh, on Earth. Fair. The simulation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in a sim- simulation. Nothing matters, and that's kind of just the core of it. Yeah, and that like, doesn't get you spiraling zero, into zeros and ones. We're all just computer data. Okay. Um, and then moving off Earth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say like UFOs because I have seen UFOs. And you have proof of them? I don't have proof of them, but See? I've seen them. Um, uh, space a- is cold. Space what? is hot. Space is cold. It's one of them. Uh-huh. We'll cut this part. I, I feel like space is cold. The- Didn't you watch the Magic School Bus episode? I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. What do you mean? I did not, no. Okay, well, space is cold. I don't think that's disputed. Sp- Can they, can't they test that? Space is cold. It's a part of my take bit. Oh. But okay. it's like space, Um, the, like the closer you get to the sun, the hotter it gets. But space is cold and like mountaintops are cold. But like if you're getting closer to the sun, shouldn't it be hotter? So, like, how is the space outside of the sun, like, cold? So, you're saying space should be hot? Yes. And the mountaintops should not have snow on them. I don't like that. Yeah. Let's not think too much about that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You're welcome. Okay, your turn. Um... If you were given a million dollars that you had to spend in one week, mm, oof. how would you spend it? House. Sure. Paid for. Yeah. Um, probably if I needed to upgrade my car and, you know, get a set up. Um, retirement. Also, like, don't be million. boring. You have one week to live and you get a million dollars. I have one week to live? I I just put in that stipulation, but. Go to Dubai. Okay. Now we're talking. And then open open cash flow. You're just dropping dollars. If I have a week to live, I I think that's where expensive things go. Yeah. It's the future. Yeah. That's where the simulation is based. Yeah. So I think that's where you go. Like buy a yacht, maybe yeah. I get I get boat sick. Then no, probably buying a yacht would be out. But I could. You could. I don't like the week to live stipulation because I really think okay. Like if I had a million dollars, I could really set myself up pretty yeah. well, and I think that would take a lot of stress off of me mm. in my life. Okay. 
So I would just want to get. Sorry for putting that anxiety on you. (laughs) What would you do? Me? Buy it a million bucks? Mm -hmm. Is this the week to live situation? No, that's a terrible, that's a terrible thing. Um, I don't know. I'd probably buy some type of high-end sports car. Okay. Um, like this, I would probably buy a Skyline. Chili? Nope. Oh. Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. I thought you wanted to buy. Like, I would buy Skyline Chili and shut it the fuck down because that place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they put fucking cheese like on spaghetti. Big belly laughing now. Yeah. That's really funny. And I never belly laugh at myself. It was my bit. Skyline chili. Yeah, fair. That's funny, babe. You're funny. Should I'm be, sorry for not giving you a belly laugh. Yeah, I should I give you a belly laugh should more. Roast your mom. Then you'd laugh. No, I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. We would get I would defensive. never speak ill of Danielle. <laughs> we get divorced. <laughs> we ain't even married. Okay. So you buy a Nissan Skyline, not a Skyline Chili. Yeah, that would be a, about a hundred grand. Probably a house. That's a boring move. Let's say four or five hundred there. Then you got another four to blow. I'm going well, to the blow, casino. Blow, don't blow. Let's set it away for our children. For you our you can't futures. set it away. You have to spend it. Well, I would. You have a spend it spend at the it. bank and put it That's in a fund. How, this is not how this hypothetical works. You have to buy fun things, cool things. Ugh. Yeah, things for yourself that you would enjoy. Flights, places. Mm. That's actually, you could do that, I think, in the rules. Yeah, yeah. You could, like, set out vacations. Skyline chili. I'll never forget that. Okay. Okay, this is... My last one for you. What do you wish you could go back and tell yourself 10 years ago? Mm. 18-year-old Josh. Ooh, 18-year-old Josh. Um, Are we worried about the butterfly effect? No. No, no, no. Okay. You're never worried about the butterfly effect in those situations. Okay. I think, well, I think you have to worry about the butterfly effect in any time-traveling situation, but... Okay. um, I would... Tell myself, hey, things are going to suck for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You got yourself another eight or nine years before things really start turning around for you. Yeah. Um, let's not go as heavy as we do um, during our festival summer. Okay. Uh, let's maybe take a couple <laughs> nights off. <laughs> um. Uh, I'd probably also tell myself that, you know, to touch on what I talked about just a second ago, like things are going to get better. Like, yeah, you know, at at 18 years old, what were you worried about? Oh, I wasn't worried about anything at 18. I was young, wild and free. Okay. All right. To end us out, we have two sweet ones. Okay. What is your favorite way to cheer me up? Mm. My favorite way to cheer you up um, is through probably like 
physical affection because that's what you like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so stooping to what you like and giving stooping, stooping to my level, stooping down to your level where you like to actually have physical affection is yeah. where I'll go. Um, that and just making you laugh because um, I think that helps a lot. And also when cheering you up, it might not be just like an A to B line, straight line. Mm-hmm. So there's some things that you're going to have to work through, you know, that you're dealing with. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be just like, okay, I'm going to tell you a funny joke and you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's more, it's like a conversation and then ending almost with a funny joke or, yeah, you know, having a serious conversation and then yeah. kind of going into like a you, laugh. You, you cater to my needs. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. And what is one reason why you think that I am a good partner slash match for you? Uh, your degree in conflict management. <laughs> that is the one reason. <laughs> but seriously. Um, so anyone in my program would be a good match for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Um, just how much you love just helping me and helping people. Um, it's in your nature to nurture. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know, I think I love the most about you. Thanks. Yeah. You like my nature to nurture you? I love it, yes. Even because I need nurtured. But apparently not touched. Not touched. I need nurtured from a distance. Is that true, babe? What? You don't like to be touched? I love to be touched. You know that. But I just don't, I mean, You catch me in the morning if I've slept on the wrong side of the bed. I'm you're an, always on I the I'm an evil person. You've worked on it, though. Yeah. Because you know I got no tolerance for that shit. I know. I will not make you coffee if you if you do me dirty. I got to be right in the mornings. You got to come right. Yeah. You got to come right. You got to come sweet. That's true. <laughs> and sometimes I come sour. And I, freaking Sour Patch gone. Kid. Yeah. Then you're gone. <laughs> Joshua, I love you. I love you. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Thanks. I... I'm very grateful for our relationship. I've said this before, but like, I think it is my hope for every single person that they can be in a relationship where they have like our amount of like honesty and communication. Um, because I've, I don't know how people be out here doing it without it. We've seen some bad ones. We have seen some really bad ones. Yeah. And... I am proud of us for getting through the hard shit, getting through um, my divorce. Thank you for sticking around. You're welcome. You didn't have to. I did not. But you did. I did. Girls were throwing themselves at me. Were they? No. <laughs> no. But I did. You did. On a and, park bench. Yep. And then you stuck around, so. I did. I will always stick around with you, okay? I appreciate that. I love you, and I like you. I like you, and I love you. I'll always be here for you. I hope you keep coming on my podcast. Oh, I'll keep coming on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> on, that, on that, I apologize. As long as you don't keep coming on my... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode while Jess is on her anniversary trip.
It's been real. It's been fun. And I love you. Josh, how do you feel about the listeners? Love y'all. Justin, Joe, hope you're having a great time. Have a wonderful weekend. We out. Peace.